Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And this week, we're getting ready for the Conference USA tournament in Frisco. Wait, where'd everyone go? Last week, yeah. we had everyone here, and now there's no one. What? Okay. Maybe they're right, going guys. to Frisco a little early? <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, uh, probably not. But yeah, Tech went 7-5 <laughs> and five this week, which is a winning record, I guess. That's yeah better than last week, I think, right? Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> sure, we'll say it was better than last week. <laughs> it felt better than last week, especially if you just look at basketball. Because Tech basketball, at least the men's team, racked up two big wins, or at least one big win and one medium-sized win this week, <laughs> with wins over FIU and Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, so let's jump into the FIU game, a game that Tech won 60, or 76 to 73. Tech took control early. They were up by as much as seven with seven minutes gone in the first half. But seven minutes later, Tech had upped their lead to nine and G- when Gene made two free throws. Making free throws would be a theme of this game. FIU started chipping away, but Tech responded and went into halftime up that nine points. Then again, it's not like Tech has blown a halftime lead in recent memory, right? Wait, right? No, I don't. I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about, man. Yeah, Tech I, never wins games that they have a big lead in. Yeah, I. I that's <laughs> that's too close. I'm still knocking on wood. Even that, that even <laughs> hypothetical. <laughs> this Frisco is about to happen. So. Oh my gosh! Yep. But yeah, Tech then scored the first basket in the second half, bringing their lead up to 11. They would reach that 11-point lead one more time in the game, but that would be the highest it would be all game. FIU followed that 11-point lead with a 7-0 run. Then Tech had a 7-0 run. But okay, that brings them back to that 11-point lead, and there's 16 minutes left. No big deal. We're 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 good. We're all right. It's we, we have short-term about. memory. We don't remember what happened literally like four days ago. And just like four days ago, <laughs> FIU over the next four and a half minutes went on a 17 to four run, and they took the lead 53-51. Tech's 11 point lead vanished that quickly. Ugh. Tech was able to tie the game with a bracy layup, and then took the lead on the next possession thanks to a three from Ledoux. The teams traded buckets for a while. Tech went on an 8-0 run to make the score 69 to 60 with 4:20 left. I had to say that. Oh, beautiful. 69. 420. Just insert clap track here. <laughs> <laughs> but then after that, outside of an FIU foul shot, there were no points scored over the next two minutes. Which, again, if you're tacking, you're just trying to run out the clock. That's not necessarily a bad thing. But thanks to two FIU three-pointers and a miss on a front and end of a one-and-one by Stacey Thomas, FIU was only down three points with one minute left. Tech had the ball. Okay, here we go. Basketball actually starts mattering now. Final minute of the game. Yeah. Bulldogs waste some time after crossing half court, and Archibald misses a jumper. And uh, Mo Muhammad fouls the rebound again. Uh. So Devin Andrews for FIU heads to the line. We've seen this before, right? They'll make both shots, and they'll take the lead eventually. Nope, he misses the front end of the one-and-one. What? Wait, uh, wait, wait. Hold on. Other teams can do that, too? Yeah, I <laughs> was not aware that that was a thing that could happen. Yeah, Gene pulls down the rebound of the second, or actually that first shot. So 18 seconds left. Gets the ball across the court, and Archibald is fouled. Going the foul line again. Of course, he's going to miss both, right? I yeah, because that's always how this works. No, he makes both. What? Whoa. What? Ha, ha, uh, yeah, 74-69 uh, Bulldogs? I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> yeah, 18 seconds left. Game's not over, though. And Cameron Kokoron, which is just fun to say, even if I'm pronouncing it wrong, responds with a three only five seconds later. Two-point lead, 74-72 Tech, 13 seconds left. Derek Jean responds with a dunk, but then on the other side of the floor fouls Devin Andrews with three seconds left. Same guy who missed both those foul shots earlier. This is a four-point game. Uh, Andrews makes his first foul shot, but on the second one gets misses, but gets his own rebound and is fouled again. So I guess. <laughs> he's wishing for more wishes from the genie, I guess. <laughs> 
This time it's a one and one though, because it's not a foul shot, and he misses the first shot. FIU gets another offensive rebound, but at this point, too much time's off the clock, and Tech pretty much holds on to a 76-73 victory. Wow. Yeah. That was a fun game. Man, I I mean, it feels like if we play FIU again, it's going to be like a luck runs out situation, because we beat them by three points twice. So. It just feels like next time they'll they'll either blow us out by like 30 points or we'll finally beat them by like 10 or something, you know? Yeah, and we brought up foul shots a second ago, and that may be another key thing when these teams play, if these teams play again, because Tech was actually pretty good at the foul line tonight, or not tonight, a few nights ago. Might as well have been tonight. They shot 16 for 20. That's 80% at the line. That's the sixth best this season meanwhile (laughs) fiu went 58 percent from the stripe including in that last couple minutes they only made one of their last five attempts two of which were on the front end of a one and one so the complete opposite of what western kentucky did pretty much it's yeah. FIU's foul shot percentage they're not a great team I don't remember talking about this in the preview but they only shoot about 65 percent from the free throw line which well I guess when you're is, tech yeah that's actually worse than tech that <laughs> shoots 66.4 now so oh I guess wow. it makes sense that tech would be the better foul shooting team but yeah after losing a game due to pretty much foul shots winning a game due to pretty much foul shots feels weird yeah I I mean and so this game you know we had four tech players in double digits Archibald led the way with 18 points and he went seven for seven from the foul line, including those two huge shots there in the the final seconds. So uh, we also had Ledoux coming off the bench going four for six from three points and putting up uh, 16 points total. So pretty big games there from from those two guys um, to go ahead and get the win there on Wednesday night. Yeah, and then Tech followed that up and stayed at home and played Charlotte. And we don't really need to talk about this one too much because Tech won 66 to 43. Yeah, the, the score at halftime was 38 to 13. What Ugh. what sport are we playing again? Charlotte is a top pod team. Yeah, apparently. Uh, I mean, In name only. I guess to be fair, I think by this point, maybe they had already locked up the four seed and Tech had already locked up either the three or the two, um, depending on what Western Kentucky did. but. I actually don't know. They could have still been playing for something there, but they did end up getting the bye. So in the first round of the tournament, but that's not a, not a very good game for them. They actually shot 37.2% from the field, which doesn't sound like that bad, but uh, they went two for 18 from three. That is 11.1% of their shots. So not good. Oh, for eight in the first half. Oh, for eight. Which, I mean, when you've only got 13 points in the half, you haven't hit many three-pointers. That's that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Tech's largest lead of the night was 27. Yeah, I mean, we don't have much to say about this game. I mean, it's a game where I think looks like everybody on the team got on the floor, looks like. You know, Conkle was able to pull out Bracey and uh and Derek Jean a little early to give them their like senior day moment which is pretty nice Derek Jean got a big dunk I think right before he came off the floor so that that's fun and yeah I mean Caleb Ledoux led the way with 18 points five for eight from three pointers uh so he made over double the amount of threes himself that Charlotte made so you know just all around shellacking and I bet if we play Charlotte again in the tournament it'll be the opposite yeah probably uh, Kale Walters officially came into the game, but registered zero minutes. So that's kind of interesting. I guess he played for less than 30 seconds and they rounded it down. But he is on the stat line with zeros across the board. But, you know, when he comes into the game, it went really well, really bad. And it this one went really well. Yeah. 
And it says uh, his official stat is that he played zero plus minutes. So <laughs> that's I don't think I've ever seen that before, but uh, <laughs> shout out to him, I guess. Yeah. And you mentioned Gene and I guess Bracey had their senior moments and everything. Uh, was there some news about them this week? Day Day was named to the all CUSA first team. How many how many Bulldogs do you think have? earned that honor since joining the conference nathan okay so i know speedy had to have been at least once i think he had like kusa mvp one year or something like that i, I you can't win that and not be on the first team i imagine <laughs> right speedy speedy is one yes he was yeah. the first player to earn first team cusa for tech so there's two oh crap i wasn't uh, supposed to tell okay, you how so many. Two. got it cool. two more two more who are they damn I ruined the game. <laughs> <laughs> Two more. Uh, and Speedy only counts for one, right? Yes. Speedy is one of... Th- so So Day Day is the fourth Bulldog to earn this honor. I've totally gone and ruined the game and changed it halfway through. <laughs> okay. Um, I uh, Derek Jean. No. I, I, I'm recency biased. I'm trying to think of people in that era. There's one I think you should get. And then one... It's a name that you'll be like, oh, yeah, I knew that. But, but I think... All right. One of them was shot by Aaron Burr in a in a famous yeah, duel. Hamilton. Yeah, just popped uh, <laughs> in my head. Yeah, and the other one uh, might also be a Viking Raider with his first name. SpongeBob in his Viking costume. Yes. No. Eric McCree. Ah. Okay. <laughs> Spelled E R I K. That's where that came from. But anyway, I was, um, I was wondering where. Yeah, that is. Sorry. Uh, so uh, so Bracy becomes the fourth Bulldog to be named to the All C USA first team. That's actually the most players on the first team since tech joined. So of all the teams in the conference, we have the most nominees for first team since what is that? The 2013, 14 season. Yep. And then also Derek Jean was named to the CUSA all defense team. And he became, I believe the fifth bulldog to earn that honor um, in that time frame. So um, congrats to both of them. We certainly loved watching them play and hope that they have a lot of games left to play. Hopefully, please 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 yeah get drafted that that's totally in the cards right well i was talking about this specific year but Uh, also yeah 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 hopefully they're playing till april (laughs) (laughs) so about those games coming up tech is in the kusa tournament one of 12 of the 14 teams in kusa to qualify for the tournament and got that elusive first round by i say elusive tech's gotten the first round by in the past fairly often Mm -hmm. but hopefully that translates into a conference tournament championship and an ncaa tournament berth so yeah actually on that note ken palm has us as the favorites to win the tournament even though we're the three seed so uh, we are currently the highest ranked team in the conference usa ken palm rankings we're number 72 overall and then north texas is 76 overall and then western is i think like 105 or somewhere in there and everybody else is back below that so yeah ken palm has our chances to win the championship overall as 30.3 percent followed by north texas at 29.7 and western at 15.7 and then several teams have i guess all the rest of the teams have a below 10 percent chance to win so i find that really interesting and uh maybe giving me a little bit of hope instead of complete pessimism judging by our past performances but where are you coming out on all this nathan yeah it's hard to it's hard to be optimistic about this i i I think we're the best team i think we have the most complete team but i'm seeing the probability of tech playing marshall in their first game that's not fun 
Marshall is hot or cold, but always seemingly hot against the Bulldogs. Yeah, somehow. If we win that, we'll probably play Western Kentucky, who we've been awful hey, against. Honestly, I want Western Kentucky again. You want like, that revenge? Yeah, I think I think it's a revenge spot. I think they played awful in in stretches of both of their games and they will be fired up. I mean, they should be fired up no matter what they're in the damn tournament. Right. But like, you know, you win, you win these three games and you're literally going to the dance for the first time in, in the school history since the eighties. Right. Or is it early nineties? I don't even remember at this point, just like, just get it done, you know? So obviously you have to be fired up, but I think there would be an extra chip on their shoulder going into Western Kentucky, just being like, we know these guys. What is that quote? Like they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook, you know, like you got to get that revenge, you know? Yeah. I mean, and again, it's not even a hundred percent that we play them. Yeah. UAB is on that side of the bracket too. UAB plays uh, Utsa in the first round on Wednesday and the winner plays Western Kentucky. So it's possible UAB sh- wins the game that they're supposed to win and UTSA then somehow beats Western Kentucky. UAB has not looked great this year, but I'm scared of UAB in conference tournaments at this point. Yeah, I think the UAB fans would say we cursed ourselves with that one, but uh, yeah. it's not in Birmingham this year, so we should be good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you what you said earlier about Tech having the most complete team. I think the problem is that we're good offensively. You know, I've got Ken Palm stats up in front of me here. Tech is the 60th best offense in the nation and the 90th best defense. And so those are both, you know, obviously top third of college basketball. But, you know, that still doesn't account for like if we have an off night, you know, maybe our 60th ranked offense is only putting up 49 points like we did against North Texas the first time we played them. Or, you know, maybe maybe we just don't show up like we did against Western. Or like you said, Marshall just always seems to be hot against us. So even though they're not ranked as highly and their their efficiency numbers aren't as good, you know, the tournament is all about where you're at. And obviously we've won four of the five pod games. So I guess that's as good of a spot. And we should have won the fifth one too. So we're playing good basketball right now. And I think, you know, I I could be talked into saying that we can win the tournament, but I just don't know if I believe until I see it, you know? Yeah. So pick a team. Who do you think will win the tournament? Mm. Oh man. I think it's gotta be us or North Texas. Yeah, I mean, that's two top teams. That would make sense. Why? I mean, because Western could win it, obviously. They're the yeah. two seed. They earned that. They beat us twice, right? And if yeah. we're saying we can win, then obviously they can. But their depth is just going to be an issue, I think, because playing three games in three days, like Tech has guys that can come off the bench and play. We've got Ledoux coming off the bench uh, to spell people. Even guys like Xavier and Kristen can get in the game. I think we've got the advantage over Western Kentucky, but could it possibly be Tech versus North Texas in the title game? Is that how the bracket shakes out? Yes. I mean, I I think that would be great for the conference just because I think even though we're the three seed, not the two seed, I think those two teams have been kind of the the clear best teams in the conference this season. And uh, if there's any Western fans listening, which I doubt, but yeah, you guys, you guys did beat us twice. So, I mean, you, you have that on us, but I think if it comes down to a third time on a neutral site, I think we've got it this time. And are you going to make me pick one or just, is that a, I I mean, that's, I'm not going (laughs) to force you, but yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying about Tech and North Texas being the best two teams. Again, Western Kentucky fans can can throw a fit, and I'd understand why. Again, they beat us twice. But you look at Ken Palm, Tech and North Texas are in, ranked in the 70s, while Western Kentucky is, right. like, what is that, 118th, something like that? Yes, yeah, so, yeah. Massey, Tech is 82nd, North Texas is 91, Western Kentucky is 108. 
And then there, there's another drop off after that with Marshall as the next best team at 161 in Massey. These are the three best teams, but I think it's like tier one is Tech and North Texas, tier two is Western Kentucky, tier three is Marshall, Charlotte, etc. Right. Right. I would I would agree with that for sure. Here's why I'm starting to come around on why I, I want to go ahead and pick Tech to win the tournament. <laughs> I love that we have to like explain it on our own podcast. Here's why. So Tech's defense is the strength of this team. The issue with having a strong defense is that there are certain situations when you're playing good defense, you'll foul the other team. Right. Right. That's that's a, just a natural consequence of fouling. If you play bad defense, not sloppy, but just off ball defense. You won't give up as many fouls, but you also give up more points. But Tech doesn't believe in that philosophy. They go for the defense. Right. In postseason games, in almost every sport, the refs try to not call as many fouls. That's a really good point. Whether they, they completely swallow the whistle or whether they just call fewer, I think that gives Tech an advantage because their defense will be playing their good defense, but won't be called with when they accidentally make a mistake playing strong defense. I think you'll end up seeing things where every team starts to look like Western Kentucky, where they just somehow don't foul when there there are fouls. And Tech will be called for fouls. That's not like they're not going to call anything. But I think that will be enough to even the tide and deliver the Bulldogs their first conference USA championship in the tournament, I guess, because regular season championship, I guess, is the actual championship. And they'll be playing on TBS or CBS or one of those stations in a few weeks. So you're telling me that, okay, so Tech is playing North Texas for the title, right? Tech has a one-point lead. North Texas is running down the floor. And uh, let's say, I don't know, uh, Nikhil Roby Coleman jumps out of the crowd and just knocks the crap out of whoever's about to shoot the ball. And they don't call a foul or stop the play because someone from the crowd just jumped on the floor and interrupted the game and tech will win and I'll be happy. That's exactly what I'm saying. That scenario, okay. as you described right. it, is 100% what I'm describing. <laughs> okay, well, good. Um, yeah, okay, then I'm on board for this. Yeah. Um, and, and just to, you know, we've kind of danced around previewing the whole tournament. Obviously, Tech has to play individual games, but there won't be a podcast out. Uh, Tech has to play either Marshall or UTEP in the, what is that, the quarterfinals. Yeah. Um, we've played both of these teams before. Uh, Ken Palm, for what it's worth, gives Marshall a 57% chance to win the first round game. So it's more likely that Tech will play Marshall, who we lost to back in February, 83 to 79 in overtime Ugh. in Huntington, which is, you know, this, this game won't be there. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. And Tech played UTEP like way, way back on January 11th, which feels like a different decade, even though <laughs> it's technically <laughs> in this decade. Yeah. Uh, we won 64 to 61 out in El Paso. And I couldn't tell you any more about that game if I tried. You know, it, it seems like Tech would have a pretty good shot against either of those teams and Ken Palm for what it's worth also gives tech 73.7% chance to win that game, regardless of who we're playing against. So, you know, from there we'll, we'll see where it goes, but I think Nathan's on record as picking tech and I am on record between tech and North Texas. So of course, someone crazy like FAU will win. But speaking of, of tournaments and basketball, the lay textures are also coming up on their tournament, right? Yeah, they squeaked in somehow. They've been 11th for a while. They fell to 12th. And I guess that gives them the last spot, which is uh, pretty, pretty great. Uh, Better than 13th? Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, they, they split this week. They had a victory over uh, UTSA, who was awful. And a loss to Western Kentucky was really good. They beat the, they beat the Lady Roadrunners 69 to 30. Ugh. <laughs> um, Ugh. 
and normally we don't really dive in too far into these stats, but UTSA shooting is the story of this game. They shot 19.7% from the field and 7.1% from three. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I have never played a competitive basketball game in my life. I think I could shoot better than that. 7.1% from three in in a live action game. Yeah. Ooh, I don't yeah, know. Shoot better than seven point one percent. I mean, all it takes is like one bounce to go yeah. in, basically. If you only take like six shots, you know. Yeah, but, that, that's what I would do. I would make like the first. Right. <laughs> I would make like the second or third shot, and then just stop just the whole stop. night. Yeah, stop forever. Yeah. <laughs> Sit at half court. <laughs> then the Texters played the Lady Toppers, and God, they almost did it. I, I think Tech had an eight percent chance to win this game, according to Massey, and they actually had a one point lead with one minute left. And for the second time in two weeks, they had a top tier conference usa team you know on the ropes at the end and uh western kentucky took the lead with about 50 so 50 or so seconds left and uh tech just couldn't get it back and ended up losing um i didn't rate the score here but i think it was 71 to 67 and ginto led the team with uh led the texters with 20 points including six for 10 from three so she can hit threes. Uh, maybe Nathan can't, but she definitely can. <laughs> they will take on five seed UAB at 1230 Central Time on uh, Wednesday, March 11th, which is, I hear, a day when cool people are born on ESPN+. Plus. Not as not as much as the cool people that are born on the 14th, but I get your drift. <laughs> hey, we got to do a special birthday edition of the pod for, yeah. for both of us. But, I think um, this is. Here's your cake. <laughs> um, I guess you can have some cake, too. Yay. So UAB uh, and the Texters played back in January and the uh, Lady Dragons or whatever won 71 to 51. Hopefully Tech can kind of keep up the decent play they've had because these two teams that they lost to Rice last week in Western Kentucky this week. Games they really could have won. And those teams are top teams in the conference. So hopefully they can keep that going so that we don't end up with our fourth losing season in program history. They finished six and 10 in conference play this year, which is the second worst finish in school history uh, behind teaspoons final season um, when the Texters went five and 11. So currently they're 14 and 15 on the year and they will need to win at least one game to end up 500 on the season. So uh, we did not have a losing season until 2013-14. So every single season before that, we were a winning team, and now we're sad all the time. At least in women's basketball. Yeah. So let's change the subject to a sport that actually As we always do when we're sad, let's deflect. Yes, always. That's what my therapist tells me, and by therapist, I mean... By therapist, you mean this podcast. (laughs) Yes. This this is my therapy. Yeah. I'm currently sitting on a long couch. I'm not sure when I got it, but it's here now. <laughs> so it's it's part of this. Anyway, softball. They had a pretty good week. Yeah. If we're allowed to say that, they did all right. They played some bad teams this week, which was good after playing a pretty daunting schedule early in the year and kind of struggling against some mid-level teams as well. Mm-hmm. They played at Lamar for a one game series I, I guess it's a series for one game on wednesday and then a weekend <laughs> series at utep they took the game against lamar five to four and they took two of three from utep and came back home with winning one game nine to eight another one ten to eight and then a blowout loss on the second game saturday eight to zero to give utep their fifth win of the year in 23 game or 22 games played oh yikes so bring you back down a little bit there but they went three and one on the week so that's not bad 
This week, uh, the softball team will face UTSA in a three-game homestand at the Ruston Sports Complex. UTSA, the Roadrunners, are the 92nd-ranked Massey team, and Massey has give Tech a 43% chance to win those games. So hopefully some of this momentum carries forward, and they're able yeah. to take it to a, a team that's looked all right so far this year in four games over 500. Yeah, and like we've been saying since they started to look really bad at the start of this year, you know, conference play is really all that matters, so if they can... Get something going now. It's better late than never, right? Yeah, especially because later in the years when they play the tougher conference teams. Yeah. After UTSA, they play Charlotte on the road. They're 199th. After that, it's Southern Miss, 137th. And then the gauntlet begins. They play at North Texas. They're 23rd in the country. They play at home against UAB, who are 69th. Nice. Then well, at Western Kentucky, 38th. UAB, though, so. Okay, so not nice. Yeah, they ruined it. It was a funny yeah. joke. We've told it so many times. It never got any less funny. Yeah. But now that UAB <laughs> Until now. is Now it's no longer funny. We're never making that joke again. Never mind. We, we're definitely making yeah, that joke again. Yeah, we're definitely going to yeah. do that again. We, have, we don't have a lot of jokes. we got to use the ones that we have. <laughs> But then they wrap up the season with Marshall, who's 85th. So this is one of the one of the one of the worst conference opponents that they're playing this week, but still a upper tier. Yeah, softball. It'd be, it'd be great to win this series for sure. That's actually not the only Lady Texters. That's not the last of the Lady Texters segment this week, if you can believe it. Yeah. So we started in, in pretty hard pessimism. Then we went yeah. to kind of some some halfway between. So maybe some cautious optimism with the softball. What do we got now? Yeah, now let's now let's blow the let's blow the doors off this puppy. <laughs> we got we got the number eleven Texters bowling team. That's right, you heard me. Tex women's bowling team is number eleven in the country. I'm contractually obligated to sit out of this segment, so I'll be back in a second. <laughs> oh boy, I'm left to my own devices. Um, yeah, they absolutely kicked some ass in the Music City Classic over the weekend. They they ended up coming in fourth place. Uh, this was a tournament with a bunch of teams. Most of the top 10 in the nation seemed to be there. Tech beat several of those top 10 ranked programs along the way before falling to number four Vanderbilt in the bronze medal match. Um, so they ended up coming in fourth place. Uh, in the tournament, the Texers actually broke a school record by bowling three straight 1,000 pin games, uh, which means each player on the team bowled at least a 250 with their handicap. And I don't really need to explain how bowling handicap works here but uh nathan's not back yet so he can cut this if he wants to but nope oh he's back oh he's back that was a weird sound my mic made accidentally (laughs) so anyway bowling handicap is basically your average you know it it corrects for your average so it kind of puts everybody on a more even playing field so that you can compete against each other head to head and just at manual the daniel on twitter if you want to learn more about that he'll be glad to explain that so anyway the texters turns out are really good at bowling and they have another tournament coming up this weekend in dallas um so hey we might become a uh, a bowling podcast maybe we can get daniel to come on yeah <laughs> that's the, that's the only reason they're playing well is because they really want daniel on the podcast so they're yep yeah and and for <laughs> basketball is it possible just to put the basketball hoops on the ground and on their side and then we can win basketball <laughs> games again with the texters because that would be great oh i'm picturing some like weird mashup where you have to like dribble a bowling ball somehow and... <laughs> <laughs> so it's called floor damage the game <laughs> Uh, like trampoline bowling or something i don't know 
Speaking of sports that often result in property damage, Tech Baseball played this week as well. They got a win against Sam Houston State. Is that? And then three straight losses. I, I'm not sure that one works. I'm sorry. <laughs> you hit the ball, it hits cars? Yeah, I, I, okay. All right. Okay. okay. All right. Um, I'm, defend, I'm defending this, but it's not a very good transition. I'll give it, I'll give it a C minus. Right. A C minus. <laughs> you pass, but you may have to take the class again for your major. You know? Yeah, I'm majoring in transitions. Oh, God. All right. Now I have to leave. I'm contractually (laughs) obligated to leave now. (laughs) All right. So baseball. Tell us about baseball. So Tech went on the road to Sam Houston State for a two-game series of which they only played one. But Tech got the win in a 9-3 victory in 10 innings. So they won by six, but it went to extras. That's because it was a tie game going into extras like most games that go into extras are. But Tech blew the top off in the top of the 10th. Yeah. We'll get to how that happened in a second. But yeah. Yeah, it really, and this game really, to me, felt like Tech was kind of in control and just kind of fell apart in the last few innings. And uh, luckily, luckily, we were able to, you know, kind of retake control and cruise to victory in the 10th. But I thought, you know, Kyle Griffin had a really good start. You know, he he only gave up one run through six innings. But then what exactly happened after that? Yeah, he he kind of uh, ran out of gas in the seventh inning. He was at 102 pitches when they finally pulled him. Yeah, they kept saying that the pitch count, it seemed like they, even though it was a kind of a low scoring affair both pitchers were were uh, having to work through counts to to get the outs you know a lot of times coaches will just put their pitchers out there see how they do if they start to struggle you get someone up and and that's kind of what tech did there he started off the seventh inning with a strikeout then gave up a double and then a triple that would be enough with 102 pitches under your belt to put in yeah the backup pitcher or a relief pitcher. Yeah. Uh, Martinez came in and the guy who tripled off of Kyle Griffin would score after a wild pitch by Greg Martinez, but that would limit the damage. And that tied the game and that tie held until the 10th inning where we talked about Kyle Griffin kind of running out of gas. The same thing kind of happened to Sam Houston's Cole Wesneski, who came in relief in the seventh inning and was just kind of left out there to die at the end of the game. <laughs> he only yeah. gave up three hits through the ninth inning and then his arm just fell off in the 10th and gave up six runs. Yeah, and you, you felt really bad for the guy because like once Tech had scored like three runs and the bases were still full of, you know, full of Tech base runners, they were kind of just like, yeah, no one's even warming up anymore. Like, we're going to save everyone else for the weekend. <laughs> you you lost this game already. Yeah, especially because they were planning on playing the Wednesday game at the time, too. Oh, yeah. So you want to yeah. save your pitchers for the game that's happening literally tomorrow. If you're down by six or four or whatever, even before that got to six, it would make sense to to just let him struggle. I don't really blame them for what they did, but yeah, it's got to stink to be out there, give up six runs and then say, okay, still, you have to finish this inning. Steel Netterville was really the player of this game, though. He batted in the final two runs, which ended up not mattering, but he just had a great night overall. Two singles, two doubles, and those two RBIs on the night. Just just a great night My for goodness. a guy who's who's really been lighting it up this year. Yeah, and and Catherine was actually watching this game with me. Um, so Netterville started off with two doubles, and Catherine was like, oh, he does a little dance when he gets on base. And so I, I missed it both times. And she like swears that he does this. But then the next two times, I think he got hit by a pitch and he got a, uh, did he get a single as well? So he, he apparently only does this dance when he gets a double. So be on the lookout <laughs> for that uh, because apparently it's quite entertaining. It's like a little hip pop or something. I I don't know. I didn't see it with my own eyes, but 
I trust Catherine's judgment. <laughs> yeah, I've actually kind of been enjoying that in the major leagues. Teams usually even have their own dance. Like, okay, a single means you do this dance, a double means you do that dance. It's just a lot of fun to make a sport that can be boring at times a little more interesting. I'm all for. No, I think I think what you mean is that they don't respect the game and that they're evil and should act like they've been there before. Oh, wait, sorry. My inner BBB poster was coming out there. <laughs> Yeah, and bat flips should result in execution. Right, of course. Speaking yeah. of executions, Tech pretty much got executed oh. this weekend at Wichita oh, State, though. That was a good one, though. <laughs> uh, that was a very shocking transition, Nathan. Okay, now, now I'm leaving. I'm not sure who has to leave now, but one of us definitely has to leave. I think we both just leave, and it's just dead air for the rest of however long you want it to be. Yep, yep. We, uh, yeah, the, the brooms came out, and it. whenever you say that in a not excited way, it's bad so yeah. so let's go through this really quickly we've already spent a lot of time in the negative space let's not stay here too long <laughs> yeah try to try to give positive vibes for the conference tournament in basketball here but yeah. it's hard we're tech fans <laughs> yeah jonathan fincher started the first game and he was great through four innings he had only given up two hits and no runs but in the fourth inning fincher gave up in order a single a homer a hit by pitch a strikeout that's that that one's good then a four pitch walk and another single one so, of these things is not like the other. sorry <laughs> <laughs> bo bailings came in in relief and got the third out with only two pitches so but tech pitching still struggled a few other times throughout the game and the bats were just not great corona who had a great game against Sam Houston State, struck out three times. Leadoff hitter Taylor Young, the guy who you need to get on base as much as possible, went 0 for 4 on the night. Oof. Ben Brantley, the freshman first Man. baseman, went 0 for 5. Oh, gosh. So just like the opposite of the previous game. Yeah. And last weekend. Yeah, yeah. They got all the runs out against me yeah. and left none for for wichita state game two was lost number two and tech fell five to three no tech batter had more than one hit on the night i believe there are only five hits in the game mm. kyle griffin got the loss after he came in in relief and had a rough start to the seventh and that's really all we need to say about that game it was tech only lost by two but it, it really didn't feel like that was going to be their game either which mm. brings us to game number three and unfortunately oh, loss number three a game that Tech lost ten to nine, and probably one of the most exciting losing baseball games in a while. Yeah, so so sun, our Sunday starter Jarrett Wharf got this one. He's been great on the season. We talked about how good he's been uh, last last week on the podcast, but uh, he didn't make it very long in this game, did he? Yeah, no. First inning was fine, but the second inning was a, a disaster. It went like this: home run, triple, single, 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 walk, and then he's pulled out. Oh, That's oh. in order. That's, That's in order? Oh, no. No outs in that stretch. He just needed a double to, to pitch through the cycle. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> pitchers love pitching through the cycle. Right. <laughs> uh, Trawick came in and got a quick out, but also struggled and gave up another run. So Tech was down eight after an inning and a half. Not exactly what you're hoping for when you're trying to avoid the sweep. Yeah, but honestly, I saw the score on Twitter and I got home from buying a new couch and I was like, oh, yeah, I can turn on the Tech baseball game when I get home. And then I looked on Twitter and it was eight to nothing. And I'm like, well, don't need to be sad today. Never mind. Um, so, so I totally missed what happened next. So uh, it looks like Tech obviously came back in some kind of way, right? Yeah, Tech pretty much just chipped away at the lead the way that you'd ask your players. You don't need all eight runs in one inning, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. several innings to get back and to score eight or hopefully nine. And that's what they did. Uh, Matulia scored in the third after a Hunter Wells double uh, ran him in. Tech got three back in the fourth with some more small ball stuff. No, no homers there. But then in the fifth inning, Bates hit a solo homer 
to cut the deficit to three. This is where it's like, oh, wait, they may actually pull this off. It's the fifth inning. They're only down three, and they have a lot of momentum behind them right now, too. Tech scored two more runs in the seventh thanks to a fielding error. So down only one, and then in the eighth inning, Taylor Young comes to bat with a man on and hits a two-run home run. No doubt, Tech takes the lead 9-8 in the eighth inning. Mm. They get through the bottom of the eighth unscathed, and then top of the ninth, they're not able to add it. Break my heart, Nathan. Do it. Heading to the bottom of the ninth. (laughs) Do it. I'm ready. Are you ready? No, I'm not ready. Please don't. Go ahead and get the crying out now. (laughs) It was not great. Kyle Griffin was pitching. He walked the first batter in four pitches. Not how you want to start the bottom of a ninth inning. Uh, Olette came in to take over for him. Got a strikeout, and then another walk, and then a single. The single scored the run. It was an outfield single to left field. So you have a runner on second and a tie game. Can't let that runner in. So what do you do? You throw a wild pitch. Alet throws a wild pitch. The advancer, the runner advances to third. Oh. Is there one out now or two outs? How many outs we got? You got one out. Oh, no. So one out, oh. run, runner on third. You can sacrifice, fly him in. Oh, no. You also have, yeah, you also have a runner on second here, too. So runner second and third, one out baseball play what you do is you intentionally walk the batter to load the bases so right. ground ball possibly gets you two outs double play and you can live to fight another inning that's you not what happened. have another six run 10th inning yeah that'd be that'd be nice but we never got there Olet got mm. pulled for bo billings who on the fourth pitch of the at bat threw a pitch that shaver was able to fly out to left field sacrifice fly runner comes in from third scores wichita state wins 10 to 9 tech went from down 8-0 to up 9-8 to losing 10-9 i for one am shocked that tech would do this yeah it's i am absolutely no prior history of this happening shocked shocked oh okay i get it now shocked shock like they're the shockers (laughs) yeah okay yeah that's a joke (laughs) that we already made that i already made earlier but you know (laughs) But yeah, so so this weekend was bad. Not a great yeah. weekend, to yeah, say yeah. the least. I prefer the weekend where we scored 65 runs and only allowed 14. So yeah, yeah I definitely prefer last weekend. If we could always score 65 runs in one weekend, that would be great. Thanks, guys, for listening. Yeah, if we're able to do uh, that, we may just win a few games. If we're able to, to yeah. score 65 runs in a, in a weekend. Yeah, I think we'd win a few. Uh, a few, yeah. at least. I, I think you're going out on a limb. Yeah, hotter take than my tech will win the conference basketball tournament. Hotter take than get rid of Reflex Blue. But um, yep. yeah, so so where do we stand currently with, with some of the baseball stats? You know, who's kind of leading us on uh, both sides of uh, play here? Yeah, so Alex Ray, who's been coming off the bench more than he's been in the starting role. He leads the team in batting average so far this year, batting 404 batting average not found i guess in terms of slugging which is extra base hits and home runs are are weighed more heavily than parker bates who has a slightly worse average but batting 390 is still really good yeah he has a slugging of 831 which is insane and 24 rbis on the season which is before this weekend i think he was in the top 10 or top 15 in college baseball in terms of uh, ribbies still netterville though batting 400 and has a slugging of 709. Also another great player out there on the team. So you have Alex Ray, Parker Bates, Steele, Netterville. Those are your bats. But to do this, you don't need a bat, and that's being hit by a pitch. Tech is out hit, out out hitting by pitch. Out being hit by pitch. Being hit by pitched <laughs> out. Out, out <laughs> pitch, hit by 31 to 6. They've gotten hit by 31 pitches. <sighs> Meanwhile, their pitchers have only hit six batters. Not bad. Yeah. Hey, that's that's pretty good. Parker Bates has 24 RBIs, as Nathan said. Uh, That puts him at fifth in the nation. We are ninth in being hit by pitches with 31. Nice. And again, this weekend was bad, but Tech's offense was bad. Yeah. 
they they gave up six runs to Wichita State, but the team only was able to score two. You, yeah. you kind of expect your team to be able to match that six-run total. And granted, they came back in game three and was able to score nine runs, especially after being down. But the pitching has struggled, but the bats have also struggled a bit too after walloping Maine the previous weekend. And they'll need their bats to wake up again this week when they play Southeastern Louisiana and Middle Tennessee. We played Southeastern already this year in that opening weekend where we beat them 2-0. I think that was one of the one-hit games, if I remember mm-hmm. right. Can't yeah. really count on that happening again, but that would be nice if for the pitching to find their groove and one-hit Southeastern again. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be great for the bats to wake up this time, though. Yeah, and that's kind of what Massey predicts, at least. Massey gives Tech a 76% chance to win that game with a final score prediction of 6-3. to three. Middle Tennessee is the other opponent. Actually, Massey's confusing because it doesn't know whether to count Jackson, Mississippi as home or neutral or what. Final score prediction, either 5-3 or 4-3, somewhere around there for those games. So Tech is predicted to win every game this week. Then again, it's baseball, so they probably won't. But Middle Tennessee is 141st in the country. So top half of baseball, but pretty much right down the middle in terms of how good of a team they are. Yeah, and and where's Tech at currently in those standings? Tech and Massey is 63rd. Okay, okay. So we fell a little bit, but so it's also worth noting that Wichita rose up to 22nd or 23rd, somewhere in there. So clearly Massey uh, rates Tech very well. And, you know, if we can start stringing together some more wins, we'll definitely uh, jump back up. So yeah, especially as we get into conference play. Yeah, for sure. Where it where it actually matters, like always. You got a tweet of the week this week. Yeah, so um, our friends at Fake CUSA Network, uh, brought to you by the people question mark behind LaTeX Sports Report, uh, have have started making content uh, ahead of the conference tournament, and it's I mean, unsurprisingly, it's really good stuff, uh, really great graphics, and they tweeted out a better version of the conference tournament basketball tournament bracket than the actual conference office put out so uh, we're giving our, our special shout out to that tweet yeah it's better if for no other reason than the official conference tweet with the tournament had the times and teams and everything right but for the championship game on saturday they had the network but not the time so i'm thinking back to 2013 when we, the kusa championship was in el paso and it was like a 9 a.m 10 a.m game or something like that on cbs sports network and i'm like i don't know maybe it's that's possible but kusa networks fake kusa network whatever their bracket actually has that it's a 7 30 central time start for that game which is good to know information because i'm going to be very optimistic right now i assume a.m yes 7 30 (laughs) a.m We totally forgot to mention what time the quarterfinal match is, which uh, is surprising because me and you were both mad about it being yeah. Eastern time, boys. Uh, Tech's game against uh, Marshall or UTEP will be at 9 p.m. on Stadium slash Facebook on Thursday, March 12th. So 9 p.m. Central. Yeah, 9 p.m. Central. 10 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog, where we'll eventually have something else up, at gtpdd.dog. And until next time. Someday. I I keep throwing shade at myself at these, but (laughs) whatever. Until next time, I'm Nathan. I am Evan, who is enjoying a Death by King Cake beer. Very good. Check it out if you can. Anyway. And I'm Nathan again, but this time with a beer recommendation. I'm drinking a Vienna Lager by Devil's Backbone. Local to Virginia. Yeah. Mine is by Oscar Blues Brewery. All right. That wraps it up for this episode of Evan and Nathan's Beer Hour. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. (laughs) Anyway, go tech and beer. Please don't die.
that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Plays with Not Podcast. What? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that might yeah. be the bumper. That yeah. might be we'll the bumper we'll there. See. We'll see. Remember who edits this one. That oh, about wraps man. it up. <laughs> <laughs>